got a fever. And the only prescription is more... This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. Yeah. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Well, who are you, Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude. Barry Stunt. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. It's a win win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. Saturday, August 6, 2016, broadcasting live from the LaFleur Dominicana Cigar Studios. Tay, higher top, two guys, smoke shop in Salem, New Hampshire. An additional top, no Mr. Jonathan edition of the Cigar Authority. But with us is the president of Fuente Newman and J.C. Newman Cigars, Eric Newman, who is here launching a few new cigars and giving away cigars for the very last time here, just 36 hours away from the cigar apocalypse. It's the last supper. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location, and the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand you light up along with us. Tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch live, or catch the podcast on demand anytime. Simply find us on Podbean, YouTube's, YouTube, iTunes, or Google Play, where you can set it and forget it. With us, Eric Newman, and this is the Cigar Apocalypse, meaning that 36 hours from now, we will not be giving away cigars ever again, but we have a special cigar to give away, and um, uh, somebody here, can you grab these cigars and pass one out to the audience over here? Uh, Joe and Rob here from uh, the Long Island Police Department here visiting the show. Thank you guys for coming. New York City Police Department, New York's finest. New York's finest. Um, so uh, it, it, it is a terrible day here. Um, we're celebrating the launch of some new cigars and some uh, uh, the end of the cigar world as we know it. But uh, if I can uh, just get your, everybody's attention right now, I'm going to turn it over to Eric Newman that has uh, some more uh, kind of breaking terrible news. Uh, and if you would, Eric, uh, so sorry. But uh, maybe you can tell the world what's going on here. Well, thank you, Dave. First of all, it's a pleasure to be here and be back with so many of our friends here. I look to my, my old friends here, and I see, yeah. goodness, Joe and Rob, they're driving six hours to get here. I mean, three in, three back, four, whatever, from, from Long Island. I love cigars, but I'm not even sure I would drive. I love you, David. I'm not thank even sure you. I would drive four hours <laughs> to be here. But, but on, uh, on a, a sadder note, on a summer note, we wanted to just talk a few minutes about this. I just got off the phone with, uh, we've been partners with the Fuente family since 1986. And uh, last night at 11.15, Carlos Fuente died, yeah. senior. He had been sick. He had had cancer. And I asked, this is all brand new stuff. And I talked to Leo about five minutes ago. In fact, Keith yeah. came back and said, you got to get up here because the show's starting to start. And, I, and he wants this. Yeah. Talking, so talking about him, and I said, can we, I want to tell the world about what a great man your father was, but it's very personal. They haven't even sent out a press release. They haven't sent anything to the public. It's going to be all over Facebook pretty pretty quickly, and Carlito said, do whatever you like to, to, to do. And I'd just like to take a minute and talk a little bit about Carlos Fuente Sr. Carlos Fuente 
His father started this business in 1912. My father, who died 10 years ago this past June, dad would have been 100, and Carl's were really great friends, goes back to the 1950s. Tampa was the fine scar capital of the world for many years, and there was a trade association called the Scar Manufacturer Association of Tampa. They did things together. They would, back in those days, they would ship freight together to New York and California and pull cars in and discuss union contracts and this and that. And the people that was, we moved here in 54, moved to, from Cleveland to Tampa, and the people that, uh, the, a lot of the certain old Tampa Scar Manufacturers would never let Carlos Fuente, who was the little guy at that time in the 50s, join the Scar Manufacturer Association. And because they were either jealous of a success or he was a little guy or, or not good enough. And Dave, you know some of the old guys sure. from the old Tampa folks. And and my father became president of the, the CMA in Tampa. And his first his first edict was to bring Carlos Fuente Sr. Yeah. into the Scar Manufacturer Association, something Carlos Fuente Sr. never forgot about. Well, that's how your family was, is with the Fuente family. Uh, you actually call your website, you call your organization, the Cigar Family, and they are family to you. It is. In 1985 was the bottom of the cigar business. Business sucked. Nobody in their right mind would ever get to the cigar business in 1985 <laughs> yeah. except my guy, my, yeah. my friend here, David Garaflo. <laughs> Me and you. Me and you. Yeah, but you, 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 you look like a genius, like buying a stock you bought low. Yeah. And the stock went up because after that was the cigar boom. In 1986, my father, my grandfather had four kids in our business. He, he started a company in 1895. My father ran the manufacturing. My uncle ran the sales. And he had two sisters that collected dividends when there were dividends, which there weren't any. And the business really sucked in the mid 1980s. I sure. still can't believe you own business there, but really. So anyway, it was like there's a hard for family businesses of all kinds to go from one generation to a second generation. Then going from a second generation to a third generation is, is very difficult. Sure. Well, in the mid 80s, there's a whole third generation of Newmans come in the business, and the family well, we had kids, and and the business was able to yield less and less, and the needs were greater and greater. So it's decided that one part of the business buy off the other. So my father, uh, who owned a third of the business, bought out the other relatives. Sure. 1986, February 14th, they got the money. We got the debt and the opportunity. Yeah. And for a long time, we thought they got the best part of the deal. But the sky boom came. That worked out great. But three weeks after we bought this business with this enormous debt, we, have neg- we had negative net equity in our business. The banks were after us. And Carlos Fuente Sr. called my father, an old friend, and said that he had a factory that he opened up in Dominican Republic in 1980. He also had a factory in Tampa making his machine-made cigars. And Carlos wanted to close the Tampa factory, and he asked my father if we'd be willing and interested to make his machine-made cigars, a brand called Moya. And Dad said yes. And by the same time, my father asked Carlos, would he make cigars for us in the Dominican Republic? Because we knew if we were going to stay in the cigar business, we had to get in the import handmade business. But we were careful and concerned giving anybody... The, the ability, the opportunity to make our brands because they're, our brands are like our children. And Carlos said, yes. This was three weeks after we had the, had the company all to ourselves with this enormous debt. I think God uh, must have felt sorry for us. Yeah. So Carlos came over, and we knew nothing about the handmade business. And he said, um, kind of interesting, back in those days, cigars were only sold two ways, in boxes and in bundles. All the factories put their factory seconds in bundles. So we came up with an idea if Carlos can make a premium cigar, 
that uh, would be a first cigar sold in bundles, sold as a bargain to the customer without bands, boxes of value. value. He came over, he picked out four sizes. They're the four original sizes of La Unica, yeah. which you sold sure. many times. No and band, no nothing. No nothing. Yeah. It, it became the top-selling bundle cigar within six months. Carlos Fuente family's strength has always been manufacturing. They have the best cigar factories, best cigar manufacturing in the world, in the Dominican Republic, but they never had their own sales organization. Our strength was always we had a good sales and marketing organization. We never had our own hand, our old handmaking facilities. So uh, in 19, Carlos went to start to make cigars for us in 1986. We started to distribute Fuente cigars in 19. 90, November 1st. And Fuente was a fairly much a pretty unknown brand. Talk about timing, though. But what it meant, he could concentrate and do what he does best, which is making c- cigars. He made ours and his together. Yeah. And we can concentrate in, in the United States doing what we do best is selling and distributing. We've been partners since 1986 manufacturing, 1990, on making the cigars. But Carlos Fuente was such an unusual guy, such a fair guy, a handshake Nobody well, makes nobody makes agreements well, with handshakes anymore. We, we saw that with the pictures on the wall, yes. boy. For, during the cigar boom, you couldn't get enough cigars. Retailers yeah. couldn't get enough c- cigars, and we were asked, "Carlos, we need more. We need more cigars." One day, can you imagine this, during the cigar boom, he gets all the cigars that he wanted just himself. But he's such a fair guy. They sacrificed production for J.C. Newman for our company, our family, so we could get cigars, even though it put him in the hole. And it was, he just was an amazing guy. He had a, maybe an um, eighth-grade education, but the guy was absolute genius. genius. Mm-hmm. Down at Chateau Le Fuente, with so many stories, Junior Carlito would say, I want to build a gazebo. Carlito was, was the, the dream of the vision. Yeah. And he said, I want to do it and, and make a gazebo at our Chateau Le Fuente. And Senior said, in this kind of rough, grumpy language, said, that's the worst blankety-blank idea I ever heard of. <laughs> but if you want to do it right... This is the way you do it. Yeah. He got a napkin and he drew it. This guy was a genius. He, he, brought a, he made a cigar, uh, one of his big factories, he made factory in a plant number three. He drew an, another napkin of natural flow. The guy was a genius. During the cigar boom, when all the competitors down there in the Dominican Republic were increasing their production 30%, 40%, 50%, he increased his production 10 to 15%. I'll attest to that. Wow. He knew that. Because I argued. Yeah. yeah. He, he knew that, he, you know, sooner or later it's going to bust. And he was more concerned with making quality cigars yeah. than quantity of c- 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 cigars. He had a, a son-in-law, uh, Cynthia's husband, Wayne Suarez, sure. who ran the factory in the mid-'90s. And he told the story, Fuente then and today, they will not rush the hands of time. They have a brand called Hemingway. You sell a few sure. short stories. A few of them. And he has a, he had this rule then. You can, Hemingway's had to be aged for six months. Come hell or high water, Hemingway's can have to be aged for six months. His son-in-law was getting so much pressure from you and others. We need cigars. Right. Well, he had Hemingway's in the lock, in, in the humidor for five months and two weeks. And Wayne took it upon himself to release it. And you know, he figured, well, we get to. Not to Tampa, then the customer, it'll be, it'll be six months. <laughs> Senior found out about it. He had a conniption yeah. fit. He read his, the right act one upside and down yeah. the other. And Wayne still has those cars. <laughs> and Senior wouldn't even talk to Wayne for a month. And afterward, he pulled him aside. What could you have been thinking? Wayne said, well, six months, you'll get it there. He said, and Senior was such a stickler for principle and quality. He said, if you cheat now, if you ship something, you know, Hemingway, five months in 
two weeks. Well, next time, maybe you do it five months in a week. Then maybe next time it's four months. Eventually, you're gonna, aren't going to have a business. Right. He didn't care that Dave Graflow's of the world was nope. chirping in their ears. No, he did he not. He was so mm. principled. Yeah. The guy was, um, he was such a um, engineer and so, such a genius guy. He, was, he had a little factory in Tampa. One more story, then we'll, we'll go on. But one of my favorite, you know, Fuente stories. He had like seven cigar machines in his old factory in Tampa back in, in the late 50s, early 60s. He bought a, little, a new factory and a little house. And he needed to move the cigar machines. He didn't want to lose production. He needed the production. And AMF, American Machine Foundry, said, okay, we'll send our team down there and help you move the machine. These are complicated cigar machines. Same ones we have in our, in our Tampa factory now, by the way. And they said, we'll be there. Take you a whole week. He didn't want a week. He says, I'm going to do it over the weekend. So we got a Monica Garcia and himself, who used to be our head, head mechanic. And they got, they needed an engineer. So Carlito knew that I need an a, uh, electrician. They found the best electrician in town. The guy was a drunk, but he was good as hell. Yeah. They bought him a couple bottles of booze over the weekend. And son of a bitch, they, they, from they, they, moved the, <laughs> they moved these machines. It sounds easy. It wasn't from one factory to another over the weekend. And the Monday morning, he was operating, and the people from AMF showed up that Monday morning at his factory. Okay, we're here to help you, Mr. Fuente. They, they had, uh, uh, they crapped in their pants. Right. Nobody has ever moved these machines over a weekend. It's something that takes a week or so to, yeah. to, to, to do. He was so creative, and but again, he was the, the fair, fair guy. You know, to think that he would give us not sell us, then give us. Fair sells Questore, La Unica, Diamond Crown. Then, as much pressure as he had, he always made sure that we had our fair share of production yeah. or more, even though he could, he was sold all he could. He's, um, we really want to, you know, celebrate his life. Uh, again, I talked to Carlito, he said we could, you know, tell, tell people about sure. it. But it's, uh, he was salt of the earth. One thing we did, which was, I feel great about now, great about then, November 1st. This past November was the 25th, 25th anniversary of Fuente Newman's. We want to do something special for, Fuente, for the Fuentes. What can you do? What can you buy them? Right. Came up, my, Lyris, my wife, Lyris, and Drew came up with an idea. There's a street in front of the Fuente factory that's on, like, 2nd Avenue. They have the new property there that's about maybe 100 yards long. I said, I got an idea. We're going to... We're going to see if we can get the city to rename that city Carlos Fuentes Way as a tribute to Carlos Fuentes. Move a street and rename a street. And to rename a street, the city of Tampa has adopted the Fuente way of, of doing things. They will not rush the hands of time. No. I had to right. talk to the city council, the mayor, this, this, and this. Anyway, last, uh, I think it was last March, we had the official open to Carlos Fuentes Way. He was... He was so happy. He got nice. on the ladder. He got his picture taken. It's all over Facebook. Carlos Fuentes way. Anyway, there's That's so incredible. many memories, so many treasuries. So it is so sad. We want to make a celebration at the same time. And today we're introducing yes. two so. new, two, a, a Diamond Crown cigar we're having. Um, in 1990, in, in anticipation of our 100th anniversary, my father got with Carlos Fuente to make a very special cigar for our 100th anniversary in 1995, and that was the Diamond Crown. That was original Diamond Crown Classic, Connecticut Shade. Dad didn't take care how much, how long it took to make, what it cost. You want to have a special cigar, and that was Diamond Crown. Yeah. 1990, 
2000 came with Maximus, 2010, Time of Crown, Julius Caesar. And today, we've been working on it for three years, the Diamond Crown Black Diamond. And we tried to launch it last year, but unfortunately, the Fuentes have kind of, we, we've, we've adopted their philosophy too. We will not rush the hands of time. <laughs> so we are launching it today. It's, um, we had it at the trade show last week. The bands aren't exactly right. The scars have been aged for a year. The boxes is right. We had about uh, maybe uh, about 50 boxes we got for the show. We kept some back because they knew I was coming up here. Sure. The official, I mean, this is the official launch. We will not be shipping you again yeah. until October. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy it. If, if I'm lucky. But it's a the, the, the Diamond Crown Black Diamond, yeah. which is a Connecticut Havana seed wrapper. It's dark. It's Maduro. Most Maduro is made with Connecticut Broadleaf. Fuentes, they're hoarders. They buy tobacco like yeah. they collect them. Like they we, collect, you know, we, right. other, people, other people collect baseball cards. This is, um, he would collect, he would collect t- tobacco. And, and they had this eight-year-old you know, tobacco hanging around there, never used it. So we said, can we use it? He said, you know, we're sure. We experimented with blends. Rich Dolak in our office helped with the blend. Carlos Fuente helped with, with the, the, the blend. And they let us do something that they rarely do. In the Chateau de la Fuente, which is the famous tobacco for the Opus X, we got some of that tobacco special section that's gone in a special section of their farm yeah. that, that's been used in the Black Diamond. We're launching it today. So now it's a launch. Also, it's a celebration of Carlos Fuente Sr. Absolutely. So, um, the other you know, cigar we have, what we did to smoke, is a Diamond Crown uh, 1895 Perfecto. We came out with this cigar to celebrate my grandfather's birthday a number of years ago, we don't sell it. We want to come out with a, a shape of a cigar my grandfather made in 1895, but there's nobody living today that remembers the shape of cigars in 1895. So we went to some old books. We found a uh, that not only did my grandfather make a shape called a Classic Perfecto, all the cigar factories back in 1895 made, this, made the same shape. Yeah. We have this in Julius Caesar blend. We don't have it. We never sold it, never made it available in the Diamond Crown Classic blend. So that's the other cigar that we will be smoking. And, and, you, and you asked uh, Carlos Fuente to have this so that you could pass these cigars out to friends. That was the idea of it and events and things like that, actually never to sell it. We have learned so much from the Fuentes. Yes. Carlos Fuente, especially Junior, especially, he'll make cigars up just for his own pleasure. And... They do things like nobody else does. Yeah. He'll give make a cigar. He'll give it to somebody. They'll love it. It's not like he teased them intentionally. I don't know if he does that or not, but you but you can't get it. And the Fuente, we came back from the trade show. Every other buddy, everybody, every other factor at the trade show, including ours, you go by booth to booth to booth. You buy so much, you get a discount. You get a deal. Sure. At Fuente is the only booth in the whole show. Nothing. You buy 25 boxes. We'll let you buy five more special cigars. Right. Give away nothing free. You buy 25, we'll let you buy five. I mean, that's runs contra- That's part of the point of these success, but their geniuses is making special uh, cigars. Carly will make special cigars for himself. He'll hand them out. He's got so many special cigars, he's forgotten half the stuff he's making. He's got a vault there that he makes a special cigar. So we adopted his idea. We'll make a few special cigars that don't sell, just pass out for special occasions. Well, the, the problem with FDA is you have to actually make a sale. So I would like to buy this cigar from you the day before the FDA regulations. I'll pay $10 for it. Is that fair? It's not fair. It should be more than that. It's, well, I, have a, I have a surprise for you, my friend. 
Yesterday, we sent you and a few retailers around the country over 100 different odds SKU. We, introduced, we launched 20 new brands yesterday. Yeah. Because the FDA says you have to show a cigar is in commerce by August 8th. After Monday, it is virtually impossible for us or any cigar manufacturer mm-hmm. in the right. world to launch a new brand the next five to ten years in the United sure. States. So we sent you some cigars. We sent you one box. Oh, all right. You didn't know. We got one box. All right, good. And just to make you feel better, we did bill you because that was... All right, so give me, my ten, <laughs> give me my ten back. <laughs> but thank you. Anyway, Dave, that's, that's where we are. Thank you for giving me the opportunity for these first few minutes. Yes, I did not put a damper to celebrate, to tell the story. It's really special. It is. God, God rest his soul, and he, he's a good man. I know he was close with your family, and you, you lost a friend, and you lost a partner, and I'm so sorry for you and your family and the Fuente family. I know we're all thinking uh, of them today. Um, terrible time. Uh, he will go down in history, as he already has, as a, as a legend in our industry. And uh, I, I didn't know about that street that you did. That's that's great. It must make you feel good that you you did that for him. I did because normally yeah. you do things after they're no longer here. You yes. do something that a tribute to somebody where they actually enjoy it. Yeah. He got called the next morning. For, you know, the big, big picture on the front page of Tampa Tribune. All his old buddies made him feel so good. They good. saw him and he was able good. to recognize it. And I just told a few stories of why Carl Carlos went to, did his business, how he operated his life. There's a normal way, and there's Carlos Fuentes' way. So next time you're in Tampa, we're going to take you to Carlos Fuentes' to. way. And yeah. I told him, I told the group when we had the ceremony there, 100 years from now, none of us will be around. But Carlos Fuentes' way, Memorial Street, will always be will. there. Yeah. And that, that was really touching. All right, let's light, let's light this diamond crown up yep. in, in honor of Carlos Fuente. And I know the, the, uh, the whole industry mourns. People, your competitors mourn right now yeah. uh, for him, uh, a great man. And uh, let's give it a cut and light. Uh, yep, take it down, pass it around. And we shot. gave our audience the same cigar over here. And this is uh, um, a never-released product, but we, we got it released today. And um, maybe we'll see it someday for sale out there. But uh, let's give it a cut. The official cutting is brought to you by the Fuentes friends and everybody's friends of the Fuentes is Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. This is a little perfecto, so it doesn't take uh, much to cut and light the cigar. No, but we will be lighting the cigar today with the Vertigo Slider, which is a single-action quad-jet lighter. It's wind-resistant. It has a fold-out punch on the bottom. It has the big-ass fuel tank, and it has a little window, so you can see just how much fuel you'll have. Heavy lighter, you would think, 39 49 sure. 59 $27.99. It's unbelievable. So uh, what we do is taste the cigar even before we light it. You're going to light yeah, up a cigar? Hey, cigar? I can learn a lot from you, Dave. Okay. All right. So we're going to taste it before we even light. Do you ever do that? Do you ever taste a cigar? Yeah, I do. Before? Yeah? I do. You're a pro. You've been around. So you know when you're having cereal, all the little crumbs that are in the bottom of the cereal that's left over? Little sweet, little little flowery cereal. The residue from Rice Krispies. At the there we go. There might, it is. might be particularly Rice Krispies. And uh, we have a four-jet lighter there. Ooh, it's, it's, it's dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. Uh, like the skinny pot, yep. <laughs> now, now, now you tell me. Now you tell me. <laughs> but we don't have to do much over here. This is just much like the, um, close to the short story, 
When you're lighting a cigar like this with a quad jet lighter, you just want one of the jets to touch the yeah. tobacco. Yeah. If you use all four, you're going to wind up singeing the wrapper. And my thumb, too. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> no problem. So, so what we should see is, as this builds up, uh, we'll, we'll start getting more smoke and more flavor out of it. So, uh, boy, it, it, it's a downer. I mean, today is a downer. This week is a downer. Obviously, the, the loss of Carlos Fuente. Um, but we are here to launch the Diamond Crown because we know in 36 hours, no new cigar can be launched. Um, but this cigar is not one of those cigars that came in at the tail end and let me get this out of the market because I have tasted this cigar in different forms over the past four years so many times it's unbelievable. But what you're telling me is all the ones I tested before and you asked me what my opinion was and I told you, great, put it out there. This is none of those. No, we, again, we have adopted the Fuentes philosophy <laughs> without rushing the hands of time. We started launching this cigar three years ago, then two years ago, yeah. then, then last year for a variety of reasons. One of the ironies is, and we were actually, we weren't quite ready because the bands weren't exactly right, but it wasn't for FDA's proclamation that you better, you have to get it out of by August eighth, or forever hold your peace. Yeah, mm. it is out, and it's uh, we got it. We, again, we have the fifth fifty boxes we sent up here, and you got. I think we sent you about. Not eight. enough. Not, no, no, <laughs> so not enough. Never enough. Never. So if it wasn't for <laughs> FDA, this would have come out next year. This would have probably come out in October. Okay. Mm. So we can say that. But if we hadn't been working on it now, the boxes we got oh, from China, beautiful. we worked on the packaging. We had a big, meet, big meeting with our packaging folks at the New Orleans IPCPR a year ago <laughs> trying to get this thing straight. So, it, again, we do not rush the hands of time. And, again, if we hadn't been working on it for three years, it would not come out now. Wow. I like this. Now, now smoking this Me one. Too. This is what Creamy, I, buttery. Yeah. Yeah. Will it be easier to get FDA approval in theory on a new size of a pre-existing line? Or would it be just as difficult as getting a new cigar on the market? That is a great question, Barry, because one of the there's so many issues we have with the FDA ruling, one of which is they're saying any cigar introduced after February 7th, 2007, you can file an application and you can keep that cigar on the market until they get around to rule it un, un, for three years. But you can do so if you can show that it's substantially equivalent to a cigar on the market before February 7th. February 15th of 07. The problem is they have not defined what they mean by substantially equivalent. Right. This reminds me of you're building a house before you have finished the, agri the architectural drawings. We don't know the rules mm. of the game. What's even more shocking, they don't know the rules of the game. We're looking for, for guidance. Here, are the f there's, there's a staggered set of dates that the industry has to meet. The first one is Monday, August 8th, no sampling. Then we have to start registering the brands by the end of this year. Then we have to start testing next year. We have to give FDA our program for putting health warnings on our packaging, which is highly irritating. Oh, yeah. On our Julius Caesar, Diamond Crown Julius Caesar box, big picture on the inside label of my grandfather when he was 20 years old, FDA wants us to put a mask on him yep. because we have to cover up 30%. 30% of the inside label, 30% of Which the is top. It's going to cover your oh. grandfather. It has covered my, my, my grandfather. He would not be happy. I know the Fuentes have their grandfather. They're sure. making you do it on the inside as well. I didn't yes. know that. Yeah, are the two most prominent panels. And the irony is FDA 
Congress give, gave FDA the authority to regulate cigarettes and smokeless in 2009 right away. Congress told FDA, if you want to look at cigars and other tobacco products, you can. But you have to go through a bunch of hoops. You have to go through a rulemaking process. Mm -hmm. You have to get public comment. But we, Congress, are, want to really do cigarettes first and foremost right now. Fast forward seven years, the rules that come out are twice as onerous right. on cigars as they are on cigarettes. I mean, just look at a little look at cigarettes. You talk about health warnings. They have a little health warning on the side of the package. Are there? We have to put a picture. We have to put a big, ugly health warning on, on my grandfather on the front label. That is, uh, that's preposterous. Right. Cigarette companies have the ability to look back two years on what any products they want to grandfather. FDA, God bless their soul, wants <laughs> to go back ten years for us to grandfather a cigar and keep it on yeah, the market. Nice. And, and who has that kind of paperwork of keeping well, I mean, that? But the secret of success of the cigar business. Mm of any business is having new products. Sure. You go into your local grocery store, half what you see on the shelves today in your local grocery store wasn't on the market five years ago. Right. And half Never mind you, 10. Or ten. Half what you see on the, aren't going to be there five years from now. 70% of the cigars that we sell today weren't on the market wow. 10 years ago. So they could theoretically say after three years, we want to yank these cigars off of the market. The cigarette companies were given two years to come up with new products before they got the hammer from FDA. We got 90 days. Cigarette companies were able to keep their products on the market until FDA said yay or nay. With us, with cigars, we have a three-year window. Then FDA has the authority to just yank it off. We have a you know, cigar that you sell, Brickhouse. My grandfather was born in the only Brickhouse in a little village in Hungary. We came out with that brand. My, grand, my grandfather was one of his first brands that died out in the... 30s, we brought it back about eight years ago. Unfortunately, I say unfortunately because we brought it back 10 years ago. We have a different discussion. Yeah. They can yank that off the market. It is these rules they put upon the industry. If it wasn't so serious, it is comical. Yeah, you yeah. cannot make this stuff up. But we're all dealing with the same. We got a strategy. FDA would like us to lay down and go away and say it's been fun. We aren't going to lay down. Right. We're fine then. We got a great lawsuit. We, th we think yeah. that's going to. We're still trying to. Uh, that we're challenging them in court because they they went off the deep end. We believe we're still trying to get a bill through Congress. We have 166 members of the House of Representatives and 21 United States senators that signed on to a bill, co-sponsored a bill yeah. to exempt premium cigars from regulation by FDA. We're still trying to get a lot more sponsors there. But it's a, we're still we still have to also negotiate with FDA. We want to explain to them that what they're proposing very strictly is impossible for them to administer. We want to help them help ourselves help them come up with rules, regulations, guidance not only that we can live with that they can actually administer. Because there's no way when the cigarette companies in 1999 they were told you have to give FDA submit these applications, and the FDA would review it. Cigarette Company came up with over 3,000 applications. FDA only got around to reviewing 100 of the 3,000. 3, now, in this coming year, we're, our little company is going to submit over 500 applications to keep our cigars on the market. And so the whole industry is going to put out yeah. Talk about red 20, tape 20, and... and, and ridiculous paperwork that they never get to even read. And they aren't gonna, there's, no way, there's no way they can handle it. Right. Plus the fact 
that insult to injury, they said, if we don't get around to reviewing all these 20,000 regular uh, applications, we have the ability to yank them off the market. Right. At, at so our if we don't get to look at them, the answer is they're out. Crazy. And Congress did not give FDA the ability, authority to regulate any industry out of business. At a time when Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, we'll take both of them, are talking about bringing back a manufacturing jobs mm -hmm. to America. Hell, we have 130 people making scars that are just in our Tampa factory, mm -hmm. let alone Nicaragua, let alone what the Fuentes and others do in Dominican Republic. We're making scars. We have good manufacturing jobs. All of our employees, just like all of your employees, David, yeah. they all have mortgages to pay and families to feed. And these are good American jobs. And how – I'll get off my soapbox in there. Uh, don't. <laughs> no. how, don't. How dare does Breach. FDA have the authority, have, have, have the balls? Yeah. We, we, should be, we should be pushing, promoting American jobs. The problem is, in my view, our elected officials – who want to help us with this with this bill to exempt premium scars? Elected officials are accountable to the public, accountable to us. These FDA officials are accountable to no one. They repeat, they they report to, to no one. So they're in the business to regulate. We're in the business to make scars and hire people and and bring moments of, of pleasure to the people like you have out sure. here. Sure, sure. But it's overregulation, overstepping the bounds. 100%. And this is what's going on. And we, we worried about this day was going to come. This day is 36 hours away, and there is no stay. There is no injunction against it. It happens in 36 hours from now, and what happens after that point is a battle. We're launching uh, Diamond Crown Black Diamond here. We're giving, not that we like to give out cigars, but I drink wine on occasion. I'm not going to pay 20 or 34 dollars for a bottle of wine until I have the opportunity to sample it. Sure. Right. That's why there's wine tastings everywhere. Yeah. And FDA said you can no longer sample cigars because these gentlemen and the others, why would they pay $10, $20, dollars for a cigar unless they have the opportunity to try it? FDA knew what they were doing. Right. They mm -hmm. want to choke off the industry because right. if you can't sample a cigar, you're, gonna try, you're not going to try a new one. Right. And new cigars, I mean, I talk about 70% of what we sell today wasn't on the market 10 years ago. Dave, I would ask you the question. What percent of the scars you sell in your three stores here in New Hampshire were on the market 10 years ago? It's, it's probably only 20%. And I did that wow. test before I, I went to Congress and, to, and told them, and we did an inventory of what it was. And remember, like Gordo's and Big Ring Gauge, we, we, Diamond Crown was like the first Big Ring Gauge, and that wasn't 60. It's 54. <laughs> 54. And back in... And and it, which was obscene, actually, when it came out. And Nobody, now it's nothing. <laughs> but there were no 60s. Right. So all the people that are smoking 54 and above, that came afterwards. The biggest selling cigar for many years in Tampa, fine cigar capital of the world, was the, the Palma. The had Bering Plaza. Yeah. Had Garcia Vega had their ones, Go Label had their ones, you know, Cuesta Ray, Perfect Garcia. The standard palm in Tampa for 50 years, which is a premium cigar, was a 42 ring, six and quarter inch cigar. A 42 ring today looks like a panatella. It does. It's like a, yeah, anyway. So, people taste change. I got a quick question for Eric. So, you know, we've been to your factory, and it's pretty cool because you have that museum aspect to it. And your history goes back literally hundreds of years, over 100 years. So you have many brands that were once in production that no longer are. Do you have any plans to bring back any of those old brands like Prince maybe? I Student Prince. I asked my son about that. Yeah. I said, you know, if, uh, if we had a brand 
in the 30s and the 40s. Does that qualify for yeah. who's on the market before? His son is an attorney, so yeah, it's, thank it's you, good Drew. to have that in the family. <laughs> Drew, Drew Newman, yes. Drew's an attorney. He's what he said, Dad. You're you saving a lot of money uh, of talking to your son <laughs> yeah. instead of someone else at 500 an hour. There you go. He, yeah. he gives us a break. Yeah. Uh, but, no, we can't. You can't. You can't you say. The continuity there? Or the... No, the, you can't. Just because you have a scar on, on the market in the 30s and 40s, you can't. You have to be such. They, Drew says you have to be somewhat reasonable with FDA. I don't know why. They certainly aren't reasonable with us. <laughs> not right. But they, but they are. They're they're making the, the, the rules. They're playing. They're God and, and judge and jury all at the same time. He said that that won't fly mustard. That won't pass mustard. Probably need to be making cigars around 2,000 or so in order to um, make it go. You can't. You can't bamboozle it, it them. It had to be continuously yeah. marketed. All these years, we, we, we're, the Cuban cigars are going to have a problem because they weren't marketed in the United States. Great, right. great question. The yeah, great, right. you know, the, the administration is making such a big deal lifting the doing business with Cuba. The greatest symbol of the lifting of the embargo with Cuba is return of the Cuban cigar. Yeah. Nobody realizes unless the embargo is lifted in the next 36 hours, Cuban cigars will never come on this market ever unless we win this challenge in, in court. Why? Because the way the FDA wrote the rules, it's virtually impossible for us to introduce a new product after midnight on Sunday, us being anybody, mm. including the Cubans. Right. So Cuban cigars, they can talk about Cuban come opening up, opening up the embargo, doing business with Cuba. Forget about it. Right. They wrote these rules so tight, they're so asinine, they're so proud of themselves that they've hand-strung themselves. Cuban cigars never come to the market. Well, we're going to go to break, but when we come back, I want to talk about gray market. I know you're over the, your sales are in Europe and everything like that. Will you continue to come out with product, maybe not for the U.S. market, but over there? Will it come back in here? We'll get into a lot of that and lots more. Uh, we're talking to Eric Newman from J.C. Newman, and we're going to dedicate this whole show, the whole show, uh, to Ca- Carlos Fuente. He uh, rests in peace. Uh, we lost a uh, very important man today in the cigar industry, and we're going to uh, think of him uh, as we enjoy our Diamond Crown cigars. We'll be back in minutes. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the Hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. 
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You've heard us over and over again talking about the brands who advertise on the Cigar Authority show. Now here's your chance to try them all in samplers we call the Sponsors Deal. The Sponsors Deals are just that. Deals from the cigar brands that support the Cigar Authority. To see this week's Sponsors Deal, which not only run out every week, but is always limited. Just go to thecigarauthority.com and on the right-hand side, simply click the Sponsors Deal to see what this week's Sponsors Deal is. Please help the brands that help us bring you the Cigar Authority. Our friends at twoguyscigars.com will get it out for you, and you'll be getting a great deal while helping those who help us. The Sponsors Deal from the Cigar Authority sounds like a win-win-win to me. Just a reminder, you can listen to the Cigar Authority every Saturday live. Just tune into thecigarauthority.com at 12 noon Eastern or 9 a.m. Pacific time if you live on the West Coast. You mean Pacific? No, I mean specific. Specifically at 9 a.m. if you live on the West Coast. That's terrific. I mean specific. There you go. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. This is the Cigar Authority. We are celebrating the life and times of Carlos Fuente, who passed away uh, last night. And uh, Eric was on the phone actually alerting his uh, staff, his sales staff. Um, This is uh, breaking news that had happened. And, um, you know, it's bad that uh, things are happening with FDA, and we always complain about that. But here is a, a legend in the cigar industry that um, that we lost on top of it. Uh, so welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And, uh, it's just a I, somber day. Now. It is. It mm-hmm. is. Um, and, um, you know, I, uh, I know he fought against... Um, FDA regulations and thought it was wrong and his, and his family and um, speaking of family you know we said the uh, Fuente family the um, cigar family that you created which is uh, along with, with Carlos in the Fuente family which is um, you know I, I consider myself a pretty charitable guy until I bumped into you and your family um, that you guys and, and this is a uh, and attest to our cigar industry, uh, but you guys at the reigning top of what this is, of how much you donated and put this Cigar Family Charity Foundation together. Uh, tell us a little about what, what that's all about. Our Cigar Family Project is really a cigar family industry project, a lot more than it is of us and the, and the Fuentes. In the early 2000s, Carlito and I were going around to Chateau there in his area, and we saw some kids playing in the road there. And, and I said, Carlos, 
what are they doing there? I said, don't they go to schools like middle of the day? He said, no, believe it or not, there's not enough classrooms in the Dominican Republic for these kids are on double session. They can't all go to school. And he and I talked about it, and we just come through a cigar boom. Very thankful, very thankful to the Dominicans for making the best cigars, growing the best tobacco in the world. And we both felt gratified. We should give back to them. So we said, why don't we do something? So we decided we were going to build a wing on the local school. And we talked to, well, that was our plan, just give money, build a wing on the local school. And Carlito met a fellow named David Luther, who was head of the largest humanitarian organization in the Dominican Republic, and told him our plan. We want to build, you know, a wing on a school. He said, no, you don't. You don't want to get involved with the local government. You want to build your own school. Wow. So after a lot of pushing and shoving and effort, we started the Scar Family Charitable Foundation. Uh, we opened up, our primary school opened up in September 7th, 2004. We had 800 people for the grand opening. We had the media, the parents, the politicians. Great day. About six months later, Carlito calls me and says, we have a problem in our school. Says, Carlito, we don't have a, can't have a problem in our school. Everybody loves us there. <laughs> Said, the problem is a bunch of the eighth grade girls got hold of them. Because at that time, school only went from kindergarten to eighth grade. Eighth grade girls got hold of them and said, we love our school. But the closest high school is an hour away walking. You know, it's, it's, we, don't want, we don't want to leave here, but there's no, we have to go back. There's no high school here. If we need a high school. So Carlito calls me and says, problem is we have no high school. We have to build a high school. I said, Carlos, we have no money to build high school. He said, we have to build a high school anyway. So he and I signed a big note, at the wow. million-dollar note at the Bank of Tampa, and we built a high school. Then we built a medical clinic and recreational facilities. And today we have uh, almost 500 kids using uh, at our school. We have over 5,000 of the Dominica's local community. It operates seven days a week. It's in the middle of the most impoverished area of the Dominican Republic between San Domingo and Santiago. But from the beginning, nowhere on there, it doesn't say, doesn't say Newman on that school, doesn't say Fuente, it says cigar family. Cigar family, by definition, includes anybody that enjoys cigars, that believes in helping other kids, other people, is part of our cigar family. And we, it costs about $900,000 a year to run the operation. So how are we going to fund it? So in 2004, 25, 26, we started out this project called Toast Across America, one of our biggest fundraisers. We're the Fuentes, and we, we make two special cigars. He makes it. Uh, an Opus X and a Diamond Crown. Opus X and a Diamond Crown, a little box that sells for $50. And it's the most amazing thing that we're selling over 10000 a year, raise over half a million dollars in this project, cigars that are not available. What makes it really remarkable is because there's retailers such as you and others who are businessmen, but you don't make a dime on this thing. We send you the cigars. When you sell them, normally retailers, you're in the business to make money, make a, a profit on this thing. You make nothing on this. You, you sell a packet of $50, you send us $50 yeah, flows coming back. straight to us. Another thing about that makes this uh, special, you know, sometimes nonprofit charities, you never know how much is going to go to overhead, mm-hmm. fundraising, right. people's salaries. So from the beginning, yeah. we in the Carlyle made a, a decision that whatever overhead, <clears throat> and we have lawyers, we have a staff, marketing, whatever is incurred to run the operation that, that's jointly funded by both families. So if somebody gives us a dollar for our, our school, 
a dollar goes to the yeah. project. All the overhead 100%. is covered by, yeah. by us, and it's not, which is the right thing to do. And then, of course, we try to explain this to the FDA. They don't, they don't right. care. We're doing all, yeah. all this good. But it really makes me proud, not for our families, but for the cigar industry, cigar family in general. Because you go up there, you see the cigar family flag. The school is called Cigar Family. So cool. It is really, really special in a time when in the industry is getting bashed unfairly. Right. We're doing a lot of good, and it makes everybody proud. Anybody that believes in us, that buys the toast packet or just smokes cigars is part of our cigar family. So, so 12 good. years, you're talking about a child that went in there at first grade has actually graduated uh-huh. from that we, school. We've had seven graduating classes because we, had, they, we started in eighth grade. Yeah. And about 80% of them go on to, to college. We have, uh, and originally, we're, there's no, normally there's no hope in these areas because for generations they've been impoverished. And the only way to break that cycle of poverty is through education. But there, it was a dream of every Dominican for many years, either when you get older, you either go to San Domingo or go to New York City, the second largest population of Dominicans. Mm-hmm. We've given them hope. We've given them a place to return. We've got a, a girl, Anero Lisa. We have our first teacher who's a graduate of our school. Oh, wow. Became she a teacher is of so it. special. And we're, we're building a uh, technical school. We want to build a nursing school so we give people more reason to come back. It is really, we built an oasis in a desert. And anybody that smokes cigars, anybody that's part of a cigar family should be very proud because their thumbprint is giving these kids a chance to make it in this world. These kids are so poor. They don't know they're poor. You go around our school, yeah. all you see is a bunch of smiles from all these kids. They don't know that life has dumped them has put them in a tough position to be born in a third world country. They don't know that they're poor. They haven't had the material advantages that my, kid, my son has had, other kids have had, but they don't know they don't have, it, 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 it's, it's really wholesome. It's like an incubator that's pure and genuine. They're learning English and Spanish and, and, and French. They're learning computers. They're smart kids. They win these contests all over the, all over the country there. We, our Cigar Family Project was awarded by the United Nations as the model project for the whole country, as an example of public and private successful partnerships. It's real, really special. And again, what makes me especially proud, and I feel like an old guy repeat myself, it says cigar family. Right. Cigar lovers, cigar people that enjoy it. It's really something that all of us should be proud of. Well, well there's even cigar people that went down there, like Kip Fisher, former blogger, lived in Tampa. His whole family moved down there to help with the project and wow. teaching. He worked in the prison system. Him and his wife packed up from Tampa. And they went down there, and I believe his wife teaches English in the school or works somehow I in the school. I she, think she, 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 she does. It's, people want to help out so many ways. It just makes you feel good about being Americans. Well, you guys did an amazing thing, and this is a, a testament to, to you and the Fuente family. For, uh, not only that, I, I went down there before, and I saw your family down there giving hearing tests or eye tests. My brother uh, to, got – my bro- Bobby's big thing is – Southeastern guide dogs, yeah, and vision. He'll take a group of doctors from Tampa, and they they test 500, 600 people at a time every year, and it's about one out of ten kids need glasses, and you imagine a kid who needs need glasses, and for all their life they've seen the world as a blur, but you've never because they've never known anything else. And you give them glasses, you get them vision. It just wow, it's amazing stuff that, that things that, we take for for for, for granted. Yeah. I take for for, well, for, for granted. I'm honored to know you, to, to oh, know David. somebody like you. I, I'm not kidding. It's just a remarkable person. It all uh, came from cigars. It's very special. Well, it's so it's, cool. uh, just 
And then at the same time, you have the government trying to stamp you out, and, and, and you see what these people do. And, and it's not just uh, pe- um, manufacturers in the cigar industry who are very charitable, and retailers are very charitable. We've done things in, uh, for the troops to try to collect cigars to be able to give mm-hmm. to the troops. And last year, we donated 22,000 mm-hmm. cigars with the help of our customers donating into it and us adding on to it. And all that has to go away, you know, because we're not allowed to actually give the cigars any longer. Mm-hmm. So we can't actually e- even do that. You even donated a, uh, a canine unit to the local police department. Yeah, and this goes to the, you know, the, the industry is like <clears throat> that. That's another thing that I love about the industry. You spent a whole day with me yesterday talking about my customers and how remarkable the customers are. Isn't it a joy every day to go in to watch a customer come in with a smile on their face? Uh, as a businessman, they come in and spend money to keep the business going, but it's a beautiful industry. Yeah. You talk about you gave you gave twenty two thousand cigars away to our troops. Yeah, God bless you, David. But we're in business. You're in business. We get you get requests daily from the right. local symphony, sure, boys every, clubs, girls every clubs, golf every charity. Yeah, there, there's there's a hundred nonprofits in this country. I've, they haven't all called me. All called you, but everybody, every how do most you, of them? They're all looking, <laughs> every every nonprofit in this country has something in common. They all need money. Sure, they all raise the money. Seem like they all have silent auctions for big events. So we're sure we give out cigars. You give sure. out, and, and can you imagine that the FDA had the balls to say we can't give money to the Red Cross anymore? We can't give money, you know, to to the local lung association. We can't give money to the local church, local school, yeah. local temple because they consider that sampling. I mean, where do they get off? So what's going to happen? These charities are going to be making less money. Yeah. They're costing them money because we can't contribute to the side auction. I'm tempted to give him the address of Mitz Ziller. Can't right. like give his home phone and said, bitch to him, the head of the, of the CTP. Right. See if this guy will give what this industry has given or what you've given, what I've given. See yeah. if Mitch, let, let's check his thing and see how much he's given. These FDA regulations are the, we become the poster child of poster child. If everything is wrong with government overreaching and regulation, I do. I believe in regulation. I believe some regulation is good. You want your food to be good, the water to be good. You don't want toys coming in from from China with sure. lead. Some regulation is essential, but there's never been a best or worst example of government overreach of any agency that's what FDA has done to us. Okay, so let's talk a little gray market right now that we know that Cuban cigars are illegal in this country. They're not going to get in because of FDA regulations, and we're going to continue to see gray market Cuban cigars come in. Do you think it's possible, or will you be coming out with new products, because you sell worldwide, you're in other countries, that you come out with a new size or a new brand that goes somewhere in there and becomes a gray market business, which will directly affect the brick-and-mortar retailers or any retailer in this country and actually send the business overseas, which is, seems to be what is happening in this country for a whole bunch of things. I know there's been some talk about we export around about 60 countries around the, the world but frankly speaking, the biggest market in the world is here in the good old United States. Ninety percent of what we sell, I imagine our competitors sell too, is to, to this country. Sure, we could send Diamond Crown Julius Caesar overseas without having to put a mask on my grandfather, which bugs the dickens out of me. Right, I can imagine. But and they have other laws over there. They have other health issues, I mean, health warnings in some of these other countries. But the truth of it is, 
we have shied away from coming out with anything special for overseas. Everybody wants us to make special packs. We have an uh, international sales director who says, this, this country will like this, this country will like this. We, c we can't be all things, all people. If we can't come up with a project package cigar overseas we can, that, can't also, that can't also be used in this country, we won't do it. Because okay. it takes so much energy and effort to design some, some, something new. And our market, our big market is in this, this country. We've, uh, we and I talked about last night, and it, it can be pretty depressing if you let it be. What we talked about last night, seven years ago, the government had this unprecedented cigar tax increase to pay for the S-chip, which is this state children's health insurance program to provide health, in health insurance to children and families who can't afford health insurance. Pay, paid by cigar smokers. It's a great cause, <laughs> yeah. but it should not be just dumped on us. It should be a shared responsibility. Unfortunately, they dumped it all on us. So what happened is... You had to raise your prices at least a dollar a cigar overnight to your customers. And if I told you that or told anybody that 10 years ago that that was going to happen and we still have an industry, we still have people that enjoy a product, you right. say, you're drinking funny water or smoking something you can get in Colorado. Right. <laughs> they can't be real. But yet you have loyal customers. People still enjoy cigars even though we have this massive unprecedented tax increase. Cigars are a consumable item. People... In, uh, enjoy them when they can, but if they don't have a place to smoke, they won't smoke it. So it's we. And if somebody told you ten years ago, all these smoking bans all over the country, you can't go out to dinner, smoke a cigar. You can't go into a restaurant. Can't go. You can't go to a public office building. About the only place you can smoke now is outside, on the golf course. Or in your lounges here in the right. wintertime because it's 20 degrees out here in New Hampshire. If we're lucky. If we're lucky. You, <laughs> right. you haven't been up here in quite a while. I don't plan to come back <laughs> here in the winter either. But if somebody told you 10 years ago that you'd have a business yeah. where people could not smoke except because you can't smoke inside anymore and you still have a, d a decent business and you say, there's no way. But we have. We've gone through the smoking bans. Most smart tobacconists like yourself have converted part of their stores into smoking lounges. Because all these state bans, most of them still permit smoking in the cigar store. So the smart retailers have opened up smoking lounges in this store. They become destinations, places like Cheers. Everybody knows your name. You found a way to make it work. So despite the fact you can't smoke many, most places these days, despite you have this massive dollarous cigar tax increase yeah. passed out to consumers, people still enjoy cigars. I may be Pollyanna. I still believe we're going to find a way to deal with this FD regulation of we are. and make it work. We survived that. We Talking survived. to Carlos Fuente, unfortunately, he passed last night. He's the only man alive that ever made cigars through the Cuban embargo. He said, can you imagine? We had 10 big fam factory, family-owned factories in Tampa making Cuban cigars out of Cuban filler, Cuban binder, Cuban wrapper. One day, President Kennedy says you can't anymore use any more Cuban tobacco. They thought the world was coming sure. to an end. And he said, Carlos told me, he said, you think it's tough time now with FDA. Can you imagine make, all of a sudden you can't use any of your tobacco to make cigars? And, but he found a way to make it work. We'll find it to make, to make it work. As they say, life will never be the same. It won't be normal again. We're just going to have to find that new normal. New normal. And I think that we will. Okay. All right. That's great. We're going to take a break. Stick around with us. Thank you. And uh, we'll, uh, we're going to light up the Diamond Crown Black Diamond. 
and um, we'll get into uh, a little more FDA stuff. It, it, it seems like a downer show, but we'll we'll try to get squeeze some laughs in in between. I got cookies over here. They brought in as, as a gift. We got cookies. And uh, <laughs> thank you, Joe. Forget Joe. Thank you. Thank your wife. Okay, we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. It's 35 hours and counting now till the cigar apocalypse, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you haven't learned anything in the last hour, always remember to keep the lit end out of your mouth. We'll be right back. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast or, get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. Diavo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos. Jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda. Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? In 2013, Boutique Blend Cigars released Aging Room Quattro, which was the number one cigar in the USA that year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, Rafael Nodel, the man behind the Aging Room Small Batches, has released La Boheme. La Boheme is a line that unites Rafael's three most important passions in life, music, Cuba, and cigars. But perhaps the most unique part of creating La Boheme is the way in which Raphael blended this masterpiece. As a Cuban immigrant who came to the USA in a little boat when he was only 15 years old, Raphael had many memories of his native Cuba, but none as strong as the aroma of the Cuban cigars his grandfather used to smoke every day 
in that little park next to his house. Raphael blended countless combinations of different tobaccos and had other people smoke them. He would sit back and savor the aromas until one particular blend finally matched his memories. The same aroma of those Cuban cigars his grandfather smoked. La Boheme, a Dominican cigar with a Cuban soul. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's to close his own. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stunt. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. I went to magic camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. It's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the Fluid Dominicana Cigar Studios today. High atop Two Guys Smoke Shop. In Salem, New Hampshire, some believed this day would never come, some hoped, some prayed, some fought, but we lost. It's here. Less than 35 hours from now, the FDA will control premium cigars, and it will never be the same. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only cigar show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location and the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand you light up along with us. Tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, or Google Play where you can set it and forget it. Okay, we're going to light it up. And uh, this is the Diamond Crown Black Diamond. We've been waiting years for this cigar. What is this particular size called? The Radiant. Radiant. It is Radiant. Uh, big ring gauge because you've got mi- a mixture of different tobaccos inside. 56 ring, four and three quarters. Okay. Okay. And the, this is the outside wrapper is the Habano grown in Connecticut. That is correct. Most, most tobacco from Connecticut is Connecticut Broadleaf, yep. which is on most Maduro cigars, or Connecticut Shade. A lot of people live around here. Sure. Fly over Connecticut and Massachusetts, too. You see a lot of cheesecloth over there's the some of the best tobacco in the world comes from Connecticut, and nobody really believes it because how can you grow tobacco in the United States? But it's really great tobacco. We've been using that on Diamond Crown for many years. Fuente's been using it. But this is a Vanna seed wrapper. It's not a whole lot of it grown. Yeah, but yeah. a Vanna seed grown in Connecticut, it's sun-grown. Fuente ferments it and, and, and bulks it and gets it dark, so it's like a Maduro cigar. It's, it's our, for our black diamond. Yeah. It's black tobacco, but it's it's not particularly Maduro. It's Habano. But is this stock cut? Yes, you know? it is. Okay. So much like the Liga Pavada type of... The wrapper is... Yeah, not talk about the other. It's this very similar wrapper, but it's got a different flavor because the filler comes from a special section on the Fuente Farm in the Dominican Republic. Okay. All right. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo was the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Before we light this up, the foot of the cigar smells like a chocolate graham cracker. Chocolate graham cracker? Yes. I don't know if I've ever done that before. 
Graham cracker with a, a chocolate frosting on it? Or how does that work? Or is it different? It's, just a, it's a brown instead of being, it's a darker brown graham cracker. It has yeah, the chocolate ne- built into it. I've never had it. Uh, but today we will be lighting up the cigar with the vertical slider, which is a single action quad flame wind resistant torch. Features a fold out punch. Features a fuel window so you can see how much is left in that big ass tank. And it retails for $27.99. Little sweetness when you taste the yeah. cigar before you light it up. Yep. Beautiful construction. I mean, <clears throat> it's densely packed, like it's not going to draw, but uh, it's drawing. How many years in the making? Three, three years. I'm not talking about it age for three years. I mean, we've been working on this for three, three, three years. Well, I was telling you when I first uh, saw you this morning when I came in that we were out in your factory uh, 2014, two years ago, almost to the year, back in October. Tasting the finished product. Tasting the, what we thought was the finished project. <laughs> Fellas, you nailed it. You have a home run here. And, uh, not nope. good enough. <laughs> nope, not quite yet. It's never good enough. That was two years ago. So, so you're working on the Black Diamond, you and your brother, the yep. whole company. Who gets the final say on what's the right cigar? Who has more juice, you or your brother? <laughs> it's a group effort. It's funny. When you were down there in 2014. Who is the president of this company? Yeah. <laughs> is Eric Newman. I, I you came, got the title. I came out of my mother's womb three years before my brother did. So that's how I ended up with yeah. the uh, title. I was looking at Cigar Authority this morning about that, uh, the podcast of that t- on YouTube of that 2014 show mm, yeah. and brought back a, l- a lot of memories. Dave, you, you brought a lot of your customers, sometimes take them, take them to Nicaragua, you take them to Tampa. Yeah. And we had a session with some of your folks. We passed different blends. I mean, we had yes, 13 and yeah. 14 different blends, and, and blend number 14 was their, was their favorite. It's inexact science. I have a certain taste profile. I think my personal taste, either cigars are getting milder overall or my taste are changing. I think my tastes are changing over yes, time. Yes, they are because your cigars are getting stronger and stronger. This, this has a uh, – and it's going to mellow out a bit because I had one uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, that might be out of gas. Go to this. Okay. Thank you. We're prepared here on the Cigar Authority. I taught you how to, how to refill the, uh, the lighters yesterday, right? <laughs> I was giving them a little lighter lesson. Um, so molasses, we got mal- dark yeah. molasses, yeah. chewy, spicy. Uh, there's a lot happening here. A little dark chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, un- unsweetened, unsweetened chocolate yeah. like that. It's definitely Pine very number. complex. There's a lot going on. Mm. It was worth the wait. Just don't, don't, don't tell the FDA about these flavors, though. Because they, 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 they <laughs> say, oh, you got right. flavored. There's nothing flavored except natural tobacco. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know I, I lit the cigar initially thinking Maximus when I did it, but it's not Maximus. Yeah. It's a different, it's a whole different Different thing. taste profile. Yeah. Big time. Which so, is good because it creates diversity. Yeah. So Maximus, which is a dark wrapper, what, what's, on, what's on that cigar? Maximus, you know, I've told the story about maybe about Maximus earlier and to so many other people. can't remember who I said what to, but in, during the great, during the great uh, cigar boom, People's taste started to come change. We had a lot of whole new group of smokers came in with. We had Diamond Crown. As you, if you start drinking a Scotch or a bourbon, and you st- a new bourbon drinker, after a while, you want to have a stronger bourbon, a stronger Scotch. Yeah. So, people said, "Gee, we like Diamond Crown, but we really we like a little more umpto, a little st- stronger." 
They like the flavors. We wanted stronger. But people love Diamond Crown, so we didn't want to mess with Diamond Crown blends, so we came out with a fuller-flavored Diamond Crown called the Maximus. It's Ecuador sun-grown wrapper. That's okay. Havana seed as well. It comes from the top of the plant because the thicker plants, the harder your plants are, the harder your leaves are at the top of the plant. They're thicker. And look at a Maximus. It looks like it's Maduro, almost as dark as the Black Diamond, mm. but it isn't. It's just the fact it's the, the fuller flavor leaves at the top of the Ecuador. And, and the process wrapper. they go through, the long process they go through, the right process they go through to dock in the tobacco leaves uh, that do it because they, they do it the right way. Yeah. They do it the slow way, aggravating to me, the retailer, <laughs> as, as, as we said earlier, because I'm waiting and waiting. But, you know, literally. You're a semi-patient guy, Dave. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> and, and that's the difference. That's the difference with Go. Uh, I've been told uh, I shoot before I aim, and you guys aim and aim and aim, and I'm screaming, shoot. The good <laughs> Get the target there. Yeah, the good news was that you were forced to shoot this time. You had to come out with it finally. So here it is. You're pleased with it. We're delighted with it. If it wasn't for FDA, you and I wouldn't be having talk. Right. Talk. We would not be launching this till October officially. So, and Fuente does the same thing on their side, that they're very slow. Um, they had their, their um, what was it, the 100th? Their 100th birth? anniversary. They came out with a bunch of three or four new cigars to celebrate their 100th anniversary yeah. in 2012. Unfortunately, they weren't ready. So the, the cigars weren't ready, so they, it was they like. They had 100 years to prepare for this. <laughs> I saw it coming. Patience day. And then it was year one after they called it. That's it. And still we're waiting for lots of things to come out there. So as, as you got a couple of things out in time, on the Fuente side, is there new things coming out that they got in uh, before the FDA? They have. They shipped a lot of cigars this week to, okay. to some other, other customers just to have a uh, record of it. But I'm not sure... That'll be out in the market anytime soon. Okay. They just had to meet the deadline like we did. The Black Diamond is the real thing. It's coming out, and it'll be ready. We're ready to, to go. We just got the bands fixed up. The scars are ready. But other cigars we sent you, you'll, you'll see, we sent you over 120, 122 SKUs yesterday. Wow. And, and all those aren't ready, ready. Did you say 122? 122. 20 new brands we sent David yesterday. Wow. So we have record to show FDA yet. Yeah, it's course. commercially on the market. Some of those cigars are not fully aged. FDA doesn't care whether they're fully aged or not. Right. That's why they're black and white. It's either shipped or not shipped. So, but the good, good news. Do you think if I sit on them for a little bit, they're going to be fully aged? I mean, it's, they're rolled into a cigar. It's, it's old tobacco to begin with. Yeah. So you made the cigar. I, I go back to it three months from now. Over time. Next year at this time, you can bring yeah. it. I will tell I you. I don't have the next year. I, I don't have the patience for next year. We, we all know that. Well, we'll three uh, months, I'll give it. <laughs> that's a long, that's li- like three years. Yes, for us. and I'm going to start lighting these things up. The good news, I guess, for us is that we have now an arsenal, and other folks do. They've always had to rush these cigars to market to show it's a sale. Even the cigars weren't ready. We're going to have a nice arsenal in the next several years. New products to un- unroll. It normally takes three years some time you come up with an idea yeah. you have a blend design the packaging i mean can you imagine the, the, there was no more designers you know there wasn't there you couldn't wasn't. get designers you no. couldn't get people to print the bands yeah. the label is this this thing Speak, speaking of the made. bands what you, what's wrong with the bands they look perfect yeah he these wants are, to change it these these are, what are you doing you're doing it again yeah. <laughs> you, you nailed it patience my, my <laughs> friend chuck we want to get uh, supposed to have three different types of foil three different 
foils to give it more depth to the band. Okay. The blue underneath the black diamond, we want to put some styrations in there, give it a little more depth. The printer, Rydock in Holland, said that they could do it. They're working on it now, but they said if we wanted time for the show, we wanted to showcase it last week, and mm -hmm. they can't do it, so they printed 5,000 bands as is. And then we're going to have the rest of the bands. They're working hopefully next. So these are collector's more. items. This right. is the original ones. You know, I'm a retailer, so I deal with the customer. And the customer comes in, and he smokes these cigars, and he holds it in his hand for an hour at a time, and he went through a whole box of 20. So 20 hours, he held a band in his hand. And he comes in and says, what was that I bought last time? He doesn't even know the name of what he held in his hand, never mind if it had fine details within the band of, of the thing. I'm telling you, you don't need to do it. I hate <laughs> that story, Dave. I hate that story. We and all the other sky manufacturers, we spent months and years jumping all kind of through hoops for you and your consumers, and you say, it doesn't really matter? Well, we're still working on it. Well, I, you know, when somebody does make a slight package change, on the other hand, so I'll take it to another, another side, that a slight package change happens, and the guy says, cigar tastes different than it used to, yeah. because they made a slight package change, which is not true. I said, yeah. the guy ended up doing the same thing. I, I saw the, all the cigars were made. They were exactly the same exact cigar, from the same crop, and the same thing. Nope, it tastes different than, <laughs> than me. So it's, it's both sides of it. It's crazy half, as it is. Half a life is perception. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. So uh, um, the new Opus X anniversary. Yep. I saw that. I saw. I didn't taste it, but I saw it. It'll be coming. <laughs> Just patience, my friend. Yeah, so's Christmas. Yes. But it's coming, too. And what about from, uh, from Diamond Crown? I think we mentioned a few weeks ago during trademarks that you guys registered American yeah. or Americana. This is a, a great... My son can do whatever he wants. He, he had an idea to bring handmade cigar smoking back to Ybor City, back to, to Tampa. And... Drew, in addition, he's uh, we're, there, we have a, a good friend of ours, you know, who's got a little nuts at times, Jeff Borshewitz, sure. owner of Corona Cigars, yeah. great Diamond Crown Lounge in Orlando. He had this cockamamie idea to grow tobacco in Florida, grow wrapper. Wrapper has not been grown in Florida in 50 years. But when you say you can't do it, they wants to, to do it. Sure. He grew this this wrapper. As, as Opus X, they didn't do it in the Dominican, right? Right. Nobody's, they could, Couldn't be once, done. Once old Junior, Carlillo, <laughs> nobody grows wrapper in Dominican. He said, the more he told me it can't be done, the more he wanted right, to do it. Right, of course. Just, and his Jeff do, doing the same thing. Jeff's okay. doing the same thing. He grew this wrapper, and my son Drew had this vision. He wanted to make an all-American cigar. So we're using Jeff's wrapper. And back in the sky was actually the first few, few Samples were made in our factory in Penza in, in Nicaragua. Omar Atez was helping us. This has Jeff's wrapper. We call it Florida Sungrown Wrapper. Connecticut Broadleaf Binder. And Pennsylvania Filler Grown by the Amish. Truly wow. the only 100% American cigar. It's going to be strong. It's really, really good. It's really good. Jeff's flavor, Jeff's tobacco is a very, very unique, unique, spicy yeah. flavor. I, I tasted it. Yeah. We had it and Jealous. we're going to be making those cigars in Tampa, hopefully in the fall. We have to redo our, our I factory. I heard. Did you, are you moving the museum? We have to redo the, redo the museum. Yeah. And, and, but these cigars, it's unusual that first time out of, out of the, the, the box. The problem was Drew was fixated. He gets on something like his mother, which wants to get it done. And if you want to make an all-American cigar, if you want to make a good cigar, 
use any tobaccos around the world, the whole world is at your doorstep. But to make a cigar, a good cigar, just with American tobaccos, your choices are very limited because you have used Connecticut wrapper was an option, used Connecticut binder, but for filler, nobody grows filler tobacco in the in the United States. You get, if you look at a little bit of Wisconsin, that wasn't right, so we tried Pennsylvania. First time out of the box, the, the cigar is going to be called American. We moved into our cigar factory in Tampa in, in 54. It, it, was, it opened up in 1910. Therefore, it was opened up by uh, the Regensburg family. It was called El Relo, the clock factory. We got some old pictures. Their first brand was called the American, so Drew wanted to have the cigar called the American. <coughs> As you have a humidor called the American, too. We do. Yeah. That's made in America. Most of the humors we sell, right. others sell, are made in China. Right. Very little is sold in, in, in this country. So that was the first brand. The second brand Drew had was, uh, he came up with Admiration. Admiration was made in this factory uh, in 1915. So we got a new, a second brand called Admiration. And the third brand, both the American and the Admiration have four sizes. Is one new brand. Called I'll see all these on Monday. You will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 1954. A cigar is the same shape as a Questrade 95, which was a top-selling premium cigar for us in the 60s and the 70s. 42 ring, six and a quarter. Probably looks like a Panatel now, but it comes in a gorgeous box. I'll tell you a, a funny story. Omar Tez runs our cigar fac- our factory in, in Nicaragua. And we're offer, always after him on cost. You know, we want, we're, we're a factory, you know. Yeah. Buy good tobacco at the best you know, possible price. Don't skip buying anything, but get good value there. Well, a good wrapper, good wrapper can cost anywhere from 15 to $20 a pound. So Omar got the bill, which, of course, we pay all the bills, for this Jeff's wrapper. And Jeff's philosophy was, it cost X amount of dollars for this project every year, and he divides the number of pounds into what it cost him. He doesn't, so he breaks even. Okay. This tobacco was like forty-eight dollars a pound. Wow! Whoa. I had to pick Omar up the floor. He was laughing his head off. He said, "Because we're after him. How can he spend this much money?" He didn't speak much English. I was in, in Spanish. I said, <laughs> well, and I don't know if we're ever going to make any money on this thing or lose money. And then to make cigars in Tampa by hand, you have to pay cigar makers a dollar a cigar. That's the going rate of making cigars in the United States by hand, not that way in, in Nicaragua. It's gonna, these, are, these cigars are going to probably retail between 16 and, and $19. Just to break even. And, and uh, Drew, I said, we're not making money on this. We're going to lose money. I said, but Drew, it's okay, son. You can either get it now or when your mother and I die. You know, it's right. just, you're, you're going to get, get you know, the company. You, want it, you, know, you can spend it now or spend it later. But he had this passion. He had this vision. Drew is a remarkable kid. He's 34 years old, loves the business. He's an attorney. When he was seven years old, he told me he was my grandfather reincarnated. Yeah. He really fills the business. He graduated from American University Law School. He spent five years as a regulator in Washington, D.C. Washington is run by 13 commissioners, like Marion Barry. He didn't work for Marion Barry, yeah. but Drew was the legal guru for one of the commissioners, and he was a regulator. So here comes FDA, and he's now on the other side of the desk, so he thinks like a reg- regulator, but he helps us with our, with our FDA litigation and with our, with our compliance and trying to interpret these laws. He also was just accepted this next year at a Woodrow Wilson Fellowship at Princeton University. He's getting his master's at 
in public policy, but he's still helping us with our legal issues. He has this project on the brain yep. to bring handmade cigar factory back to Ybor City in our factory after 100 years. And uh, we'll do it. You're getting nine boxes, one box of each of the nine sizes come Monday. All right. Okay. Cool. I did try it down there, and I said it was the one cigar that wasn't dried out at the show because it was too moist, yeah. actually, uh, which was good because everything I was trying was dry because it was so dry down there. But it was so interesting because it tasted like nothing else. I've never had a cigar that tasted like that before. I can't get into it because it was one cigar after the other, but this is a very, very different cigar, but it's going to be pricey. As the cigar we're smoking here, the Diamond Crown Black Diamond. This is no cheap date, I like to call it. This this retails from $17 to $20, and we went to China to this gorgeous packaging that is really first class, and the tobacco was expensive. Yeah. And Fuente, we... Buy a lot of cigars from Fuente. We also have our factory in Nicaragua. And years ago, Dominican Republic was number one in imports. Nicaragua was way down. This year, there may be as many handmaids coming from Nicaragua as, as uh, Dominican Republic. One reason is it's the cost effectiveness. The labor in Nicaragua is half the price what is in Dominican Republic. Of course, Dominican Republic is a lot less than making cigars in Tampa sure. by, by hand. But, but it's expensive and... Uh, we never push Fuente on price because we want the best possible c- c- cigar. Like he can't make inexpensive cigars. That is not in his wheelhouse. He's not really good. That that doesn't. That's not his business model. Sure. And we don't want him to be in that business model. Not if we did it. We, he still wouldn't do it. <laughs> right. But now, uh, so we get our value price. You know, we my quorum bundles and yep. Brickhouse we make in Nicaragua, El Baton. Perlo del Mar, we make in Nicaragua. New Maduro version of that. New Maduro in in, um, in, in our factory in, in Nicaragua. Even we talk about it in Tampa, we, we make about 65,000 cigars a day in Tampa. We brought FDA in. They did a site visit. And we invited them to our factory. We showed them everything. And FDA is concerned about kids getting hooked on cigars, youth access to tobacco. We showed FDA our number one selling cigar. In Tampa, it's called Factory Throwouts. It's my yeah. father's last project before he died. Great name. Yeah, fabulous. <laughs> it is a god-awful name. Yeah. It is. I said, no kid will be caught dead with a cigar called Factory Throwout. But there's only two cigars in this world. Those that sell. That's right. Those that they retail for about a dollar and a half. Everybody can't afford a $20 cigar. Everybody can't afford a $10. Everybody can't afford a fight. But somebody comes in your store, David, for a cigar... They're going to walk out with a cigar. You have a cigar here, two guys, for every taste profile, every price, every budget, yep. whatever people Something for somebody. Right. Absolutely, and that's the way we've geared our company as well. There we go. Barry, what's up in the cigar world? It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is... The Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. This week's are a few new arrivals. Uh, two of them were from Sober Mesa, and we saw the arrival of the Churchill and the Elegance de Cidro. We also saw the arrival of Mi Caída from Steve Saka, which features a gorgeous-looking Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. 
And lastly, the cigar we are smoking right now, the arrival of Black Diamond from J.C. Newman. Uh, it's a new cigar that we're both, all three of us, all four of us are loving. Be sold out by the time you listen to the show on the podcast, but we hope to have them back in stock in October. For industry news, um, Monday will be the FDA regulations in effect. Yes. So the IPCPR has a great website breaking down all those rules. So we figured for all the retailers that listen to the show on August 8th, there will mean no more free samples. If you own a retail shop and you blend your own pipe tobacco, you must now comply to all applicable statutory and regulatory requirements as a manufacturer. Which means you won't be doing it. You won't be doing it. Every person that comes into the store under the age of 27 must be proofed. You must get an ID with a photograph on it. And lastly, if you are a manufacturer, it is the first day for domestic manufacturers to register and list products. Registration is required by December 31st, 2016. Foreign manufacturers will be required to register and list too, but this will require a separate registra- uh, registration with its own effective date. Let me guess. This is probably a registration fee to go along with it. I'm yep. sure. And you must fill out the form. Yet there is no form. <laughs> of course. Yeah, so why would have, there be data? They have <laughs> not released the form <laughs> yes. yet, which is crazy. And it starts in 36 hours, 35 but, hours and counting. Awesome. But now I'm curious, and, and maybe Eric can answer this before we wrap this up. It says that international brands will have a separate uh, registration date. If a cigar is made in Nicaragua, is it considered foreign or is it considered domestic? Foreign. Foreign. Okay. So a cigar that's made in Ybor City will be registered differently than a cigar that's made at the J.C. Newman factory. We're very domestic in our factory. We have two, right, two sets of rules, one for our factory in Nicaragua, one for our factory in, in Tampa. Mm. Yep. And that's uh, this week's What's Up in the Cigar World. You're so full of good news, Barry. All right. <laughs> What's Up in the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is... What's up? And due to FDA regulations, tomorrow, just 12 hours before the Cigar Apocalypse, we will begin in the store selling contenders packs for the Cigar of the Year. Yeah, baby. Because we won't be able to assemble them later on, so we will begin selling them actually tomorrow, 12 hours before... FDA regulations Way take earlier effect. than you ever would. Oh, my God. So it was, I couldn't wait to get to the samples of the show yeah. and see what was going on. We quickly picked what we thought was the best of the best. We assembled it. We will sell them tomorrow. And next week on the show, we'll dig in and announce the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. Basically, two months early, but it's the best we could do. So uh, we'll, we'll look at that. Um, and uh, the uh, following week, August 20th show, we're going to dig into the crystal ball. I'm going to put my hat on finally, and uh, we're going to tell you what I see in advance. And uh, Eric Newman might want to listen in on that because yeah. I'll tell him who's buying him and where he is headed <laughs> in the future of uh, what I think. But anyway, right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. 
It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars, ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. Oceanside police started a pursuit shortly before 2 a.m. Tuesday when an officer tried to pull over the driver of a 1993 Nissan sedan for a minor traffic violation on Oceanside Boulevard. Instead of stopping for a ticket, the driver kept going, ending up in Vista. The The Nissan driver wandered through the city for nearly 20 minutes before heading into a parking lot. He stopped, ran from his car, clambered over the nearest fences into the prisoner intake area of the local prison where prisoners are driven for booking. The 35-year-old man was booked on several counts of resisting and obstructing police and a painful lack of observation. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. Basically, he arrested himself. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So early thoughts on the Diamond Crown Black Diamond. You got any flavor profiles? Anything happening here? Dark chocolate. Yeah, the chocolate's definitely prevalent. How about meat? Keep going. A little charred on the grill. Charred meat grilled. You got the meaty. rare steak on the inside, but the, the charred yeah. on the outside. It's meaty. A little tartare action going on. It feels on. that way even when you bite it. Like yeah. a little chewy. All right. I agree with, with that. With some spice in it. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to get debonair. We'll uh, check that out. We're going to do a classic three-way and lots more. Stick around, everybody. The last segment before the Cigar Apocalypse comes up in just minutes. Stick around. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from The Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled.
Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848... In honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron. Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected. One I never saw before. Something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift. A gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This is Jerry from Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back with the last segment live from the La Fua Dominicana Cigar Studios, uh, remembering the late Carlos Fuente, who passed away just 12 hours ago. Uh, Very, very sad, and we are just almost 34 hours away from the cigar apocalypse, FDA control over 
premium cigars, all cigars, uh, along with vape and, and pipe tobacco and everything else. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. August 8, 2016, we're going to remember that date because everything is going to change as of now. There's been a lot of naysayers that say it's not going to happen. It is happening. It, it is happening, and it's hours away from it. Uh, really, we're going to see how it ends up playing up. It is. It's, it's, it's uh, morbid and sad. Um, but we will... We will make it. We will. Uh, it'll just be different. It'll be a new normal. We will. We will persevere. Yeah, we will persevere. We always do. So uh, that being said, uh, we're going to be try to be gentlemanlike as we do it, and uh, how to enjoy life to its fullest and be more debonair. How to be more debonair is gentleman Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, do not blame other people, ever. The key to being debonair is to have the confidence and responsibility, dare I say courage, to admit when you've made a mistake. For a true gentleman, a debonair gentleman accepts responsibility for his mistakes and never blames other people. Doing so only makes you a victim instead of a victor. So accept responsibility. Strive for excellence, not perfection. And if a mistake is made, own it. Learn from it. Grow from it. Allow it to increase your debonair dominance. That's The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question, fellas, every single time, are you debonair enough? I blame you when I'm not debonair. That's not debonair. (laughs) So many people coming up at the trade show and tell, saying debonair was the funniest thing. <laughs> funniest thing. And, and, and you know, a, a bit humbling of all the different people that came up um, to see us at the trade show, the people that come uh, and drive a long way to come see us as, as our friends here from Long Island came up to see us. And uh, I got a note today uh, from Pete and Tammy Gold. I have your note over here. I'm not going to read it out loud because, frankly, it's all nice. And what they do, Dave? Handwritten. Handwritten note. Not an email. Yeah. Not a text. Pete and Tammy Gold uh, from Ontario. Uh, thank you uh, for all the kind words you say. Uh, just not entertaining because it's all nice yeah. about, about for all of us. You mentioned our listeners, uh, Joe and Rob over here yeah. from Long Island. They come up and, you know, hey, I'm Chuck. Oh, gentleman Chuck. <laughs> well, yeah, isn't it something? It's crazy. It's, it's weird. Things catching on. Um, so uh, what do you think? We got time to squeeze in a classic three-way? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Always okay. ready. All right, let's do it. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. 
It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. So this day, tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history, is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under. Get this, under. $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Eric, you played this a long time ago. I don't know if you remember. So I say somebody's birthday, celebrating their birthday today. You're going to guess what year it is without going over. And here's the classic three-way. You're against these two guys. Barry last week killed it. Yeah. Six to one. Eric, to watch zero. him, please, because he's known to cheat. See, he covered his... I have never cheated. He covered his screen over here. Owning up to it is the gentleman way, right? Isn't yes. It? Just, <laughs> and I would gladly admit oh, okay. if I had cheated. All right, you're going first, and we'll see okay. where you go. <laughs> Today is August 6th, and it's the birth date of Lucille Ball. Lucille, Lucille Ball. Ball. Classic actress uh, and comedian who became immoralized from the TV I Love Lucy show. Here's Lucy. She briefly worked under the stage name Diana Belmont. And was unable to keep a job as a chorus girl on Broadway. She appeared in over 80 films, married her co-star Desi Arnaz, a.k.a. Ricky Ricardo, the Cuban band leader. Lucille Ball, born today, Barry. What year? 1909. 1909, he says. What do you say, Chuck? Well, I got 1925. 25. And Mr. Newman? 1922. 22. Barry Stein says 09, gets the point, it's... 1911. Without wow. going over, he gets the point. Okay, it goes over to Chuck. I'm Chuck, right. today is the birth date of Andy Warhol. Sure. Andy Warhol? Sure. Pop artist led the, the visionary art movement of pop art. Uh, sold one of his Elvis paintings for $100 million. Uh, he created the 15 Minutes of Fame. You ever hear that people say 15 Minutes of Fame? That's where it came from. He coined that phrase. Uh, created pop art uh, that bordered on advertisements such as the Campbell Suits soup cans. The late Andy Warhol, born today, what year? He was born in 1901. 1901. Mr. Newman? 1905. 05. 1928. 28 for two points, Barry Stein. Come on, this is crazy. <laughs> two <laughs> points, crazy. Barry Stein. <laughs> Did Barry make up these questions? <laughs> no, he does not. Do you guys get for the show? That was a total lucky guess because I figured he was friends with the Doors. The Doors came out in 63. I figured he was 35 the time he was friends with the Doors, and that's how I came rubbish. up with it. It's rubbish, man. You can just spin it all you want. Spin it all you want. <laughs> and he lit your fire. Yes. <laughs> he broke on through to the other side, too. Okay, this is going to you. John Benet Ramsey. Remember her? Uh, she was a pageant uh, contestant, child pageant contestant, who was mysteriously and tragically murdered at the age of six of her death. Uh, she already participated in dozens of beauty pageants uh, and took lessons in climbing rocks and violins. Her parents, Patricia and John Ramsey, uh, are alleged to maybe have played part in that. She was born today. What year was she born? 1995. 1995. 1998. 98. 82. 82 for the point. They're over. 1990. So Chuck gets a point. It's not a shutout. 
two points for an exact, which ain't going to help you. But, Chuck, if you get two points, this I'm, is the last I'm question. Determined. I'm determined. You can do this. So this is going to Barry Stein. Barry, on this day, August 6th, at 8.16 a.m., Japanese time, American B-24 bombers um, dropped the first atom bomb over Hiroshima. Uh, approximately 80,000 people were killed as a direct blast. Another 35,000 were injured. 60,000 ended up dying from this, uh, taking effect on the fallout. This happened on August 6th today. What year? 1945. 45. 48. 48. 1945. 45 for two points. Both years get two points. I'm out. But you know it's 45. <laughs> two points. Barry gets five to one to two, and Barry is our champion once again. This classic day in classic history. Not just sick of it. You're sick of winning, Barry. No. It's brought to you by Classic Cigars. <laughs> Available at twoguys.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. A quick reminder, if it's your birthday from today, come to Two Guys Smoke Shop tomorrow. If your birthday is any time in the rest of the year, any time the rest of the year, come by any Two Guys Smoke Shop tomorrow. That's Two Guys Salem, Seabrook, or Nashville, New Hampshire. Come tomorrow. And we will cut and light a free happy birthday for you for the very last time. So if your birthday is between August 7th and December 31st. You got a free cigar. It's a lot. We built the brand around that. Yeah. We can't do it anymore. But what we are going to do tonight is the last supper with Eric Newman. And um, he's passing out the cigars we had tonight. And he's buying dinner for everybody. And this is the last hurrah. And thank you for doing it with us. I know you got a lot to do in Tampa getting uh, around this FDA thing at the last second. Yeah. And you got a team of people. I saw some pictures on Facebook of, of them cheering that they got everything out in time and everything. Uh, but you took some time because you, you said you were going to be here, and here you are. So thank you for that. Well, thank you, Dave. This was the, you're the king of promotions. Only day Dave Carafalo could turn lemonade into a, a lemon. I'm sorry. Yeah. Probably yes. <laughs> That's exactly That's true. true. Well, okay. That's worth <laughs> something. Turn lemon into That's like a yogiism. That's yeah. great. That is good. It is. Well, thank you. Sorry, sorry, he's he's going to turn that into events. I'm sorry Mr. <laughs> Jonathan isn't here to really rag me on that thing. But the idea that this is the last time we give a cigar out, probably ever, unless we win our lawsuit. Yeah. And Dave found a way to make a promotion. Have fun with it. The Last Supper. Yeah. I'm Jewish. I was a little sensitive. I told David, David's a good Catholic. I said, I want to be politically correct. And she really want to call us the Last Supper. And Dave said, Jesus was Jewish. Everybody at that table was Jewish. And I'm going to be the oddball that's going to be there, actually. But, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, uh, listen, we're, we're making a statement. And we're saying this is the last time we do it. Um, you gave cigars away at all three of our stores. All the people that came in tried the Black Diamond on you once again. Um, this is the last time. I do think it's an important thing for people to try, especially a high-end cigar. They want to try it and before they decide. But they're buying them all anyway. You see, that they're, they're, it's a special cigar. It's, uh, it's, you're going to do good with it. It's, gonna, it's, it's, it's your most expensive cigar you have. We're thrilled. We're, just, we're thank, somewhat thankful to the FDA for pushing us to get this out on time. Yes, right. Um, but I'm just bummed out because a, a big part of this industry is the people come in the store and they say, what's new? And, that, and, and Dave Graflo <laughs> tells me this great story. We go to the, the trade show every year, and we're almost forced. Retailers always tell us their customers come in. They always want what's new, what's new, what's new. It's really 
taxing all the sky manufacturers to come up with new products year after year after year. But the FDA kind of had us had our feet to the fire. We had to do it in like 90 days. But instead of saying what's new, what's new, what's new, Dave Raffalo has a new comment. When customers come in there, they shouldn't say what's new. They should say what's good, yeah. what's good. So that's going to be the new thing, everybody. You come in and you say what's good. This is what's good today. You go into a restaurant, you don't ask for what's new. Yeah, you, you want right. to know what's good, right? Yeah, that's so right. So what's good? Eric, during the break, uh, you and I were talking. You brought up HR662 um, with the election coming up and what people should still continue to fight. I know you said you wanted to talk a little bit about that with cigar rights. One minute. We still we have one, two chances to get this, to get us back in business. One is winning the litigation. Secondly, we're still working hard to get legislation to exempt premium cigars from regulation. Here we go. And we've been up to Washington. I've been up with Dave. We walked the halls of Congress trying to get congressmen, senators to come join come join us. But what happens is we go up there. We get to speak to an aide, and you have to almost suck up to them. Now, we have 166 members of Congress to sign on to our bill, which means 435 minus 166 is probably 269. We have 269 members of Congress all over the country that have not yet seen the light, not yet signed on to our bill. Every congressman is up for re-election. Mm -hmm. Every congressman is now back in their home district. We go see in Washington, it's hard to get their attention. Now, we, cigar smokers, consumers, retailers, have something they want. What do they want? They want to get reelected. They want our support. They want to be, you know, to, go, to stay in business here. I hope that people listening to this on the podcast, live, or if they download it, will contact their local congressman. You can go to cigarrights.org, find out. If your congressman has yet seen the light, if he's signed on to our bill, if they haven't, if they have already signed on, call them up and thank them. If they have not, ask them why not yet. They don't, congressmen, they're all running for re-election. They get tired of listening to lobbyists. They love to hear from the local constituents. Whether you're a tobacconist or a cigar lover, you have a lot more power than they you do. do. Yeah. When things come up, They'll, when any kind of issue comes up, they'll put their finger in the air. In whichever way the wind blows, they get more calls from cigar consumers to support this bill. They'll, they'll really consider it. If they get more calls from the health community, they'll, they'll nix it. But we have not done as good a job as we can because we have an army out there. You have over a million people that, down, that download this. Call your local congressman. Tell them that you want them to support our bill to exempt premium cigars, to, to co-sponsor it. We've given them a lot of political cover. We've got all the top legislative leaders in Congress that have already signed on, 166 in Congress and House Representatives, 21, I believe, in the United States Senate. So they don't have to, to be, be, be the first. I know they're concerned maybe if they're going to get a lot of backlash from the health folks, but 166 of the colleagues are already signed on. You can go on cigarrights.org, find out who they are, give them a call. This is America. Speak your mind. Tell them what you like them to, to do. That doesn't mean they're always going to do it. Yeah. But if they don't hear from you, we have no chance. If yeah. you hear from me, we have a chance to get this legislation passed. So tell them that you want them to support this legislation to exempt premium cigars from this awful, awful owner's FDA regulation. And if you're 
20% successful, that means we're going to get another 30 or 40 congressmen to sign on to our bill. Go to cigarrights.org. They have all the information do there. It, do it, do it, do it. It's so strong if the consumer does it because as a manufacturer, they go it. They got a horse in the, th- in, the, in, the, in the game here, and it's for their business, they think. And the same thing, even me as a retailer that goes, oh, I'm in the business. Of course, I want it to happen, and I'm, a, I'm one vote. You're a consumer. You don't believe how much stronger you are than us actually saying it. It goes a long, long way. And if they get a whole bunch of calls in that area from yeah. different people, and all I can talk to is you yourself that are listening to it, if you're the one that calls, somebody else does it in your district, it gets added on, all of a sudden, this they'll look at it as, this is a point that they're looking at me as I didn't do it, and maybe they end up doing it. And yeah. it's not going to be 100%, of course, but 20% is going to really move right. the needle. They need that vote. Oh. They want that vote so bad. Right. After the election, they aren't going to listen to us because they've been elected for another exactly. two, two years. Now's the time that we're an equal footing with him, so please give him a call. Yeah, talk about timing is right right now. Yeah. It's our only shot. And they're all It's a long shot, but it's a shot. Because they aren't, they aren't, Congress isn't in session much the rest of the year. Yeah. They're at home for the next couple so weeks. So you're not anyway. going to be calling Washington, D.C. You're going to call their home office. Of and he's the girl that, he, that answers the phone, she's going to keep a tally or something. If you want to go overboard and end up showing up there, all the better um, that it ends up happening. But let your voice be heard. Yeah. Right. Just a phone call. Where are we at? We're not asking for a lot, right? That's, That's it. it. Five make a, make make a quick minute phone call for me. Please. It costs nothing. It costs doesn't cost a dime. Right. But we don't want to look back in months from now saying there's something else that we should have done. We want to leave it all on the, the field. We don't want to look back and say, gee, we missed the opportunity. Right. So right. we want to, we want to do it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, finally, uh, uh, God bless Carlos Fuente. May you rest in peace. Uh, he's he's going to be missed uh, not only by his family and, and his, his partners and, and friends, but uh, the whole industry uh, mourns the loss of Carlos Fuente. And uh, my thoughts and prayers with their family and friends, uh, he will be missed. And, um, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have some sort of special cigar to be made yeah. in, in his honor? Uh, it can't. You know, there's another thing. We, we can't do something special now we've been working on a special Don Carlos. Okay, in honor of Don Carlos Fuente. Yeah, and I think it's one of the cigars that was probably shipped out by the Fuentes. Oh, I th- hope so. This week, I hope so. So the last cigar, he actually blended it long distance. He was in the hospital uh, a few weeks ago at Sloan Kettering, and he's been at this for so long. He was talking to the master blender, do this, do this, do this, like talking to the chef, making a recipe. I think that cigar is going to be uh, on the market later this year. And this is the last cigar ever blended by Carlos Fuente Sr. Car- my father died 10 years ago. Carlos died 12 hours ago. Yeah. It's the passion of a g- generation. He's no longer with us. His cigars will continue on. His legacy will con- continue on. It's the right. passion of a very special generation. Think of Edgar Coleman. Right. And my father, Frank Inessa, yeah. Carlos Fuente Sr., I just talked to you know Carlo Carlito before I came on the show here. He said, "Well, now it's up to us." Our, my grandfather and Carlos's grandfather, Toro Fuente, passed the torch, the baton, on to Carlos Fuente Sr. and to my father. They passed it on to Carlito and me. We're going to pass it on to our our family. Hopefully, God willing, and the FDA leaves us, keeps us in business. We will pass it on to further g- yeah. generations. And that's the beauty of this industry. You know, I couldn't help but uh, see all the booths with all the 
uh, next generation that was there, that your son and your brother's sons were there. And uh, I go to Perdomo's booth, and there his son and Nicholas daughter is there. is there. And each booth, uh, Rafael Nadal and his son was, uh, were there, his two sons. And just on and on as I went through there. And now I'm, now I'm really starting to feel like the old guy. You know, it's really kicking in that because I knew all these people as babies. You know, and here they are, and, and the torch is hopefully passed on for the gen- next generation, unless, of course, the government ends up putting a stop to it. We don't want to see that. So kind of a downer show, huh? That it, it's, it's a reality check. It's reality. As we in new normal, talking to Junior today, is he's now in charge completely. Yeah. He's got to run his business just by himself. We're certainly going to help him. Our friend Rich Dolak in our office is going to help him. He'll get a lot of, lot of help. But it's pretty much you know, by himself. It's the the new normal. Dealing with FDA, we'll continue to stay in business. Be, be the new normal as soon as we can figure out what the rules of the other, right, of the right. game are. It's not like you know, we're making have the Cuban embargo. One day we can't use our tobacco. We'll find a way to make it work. It, you know, we we got we went through the smoking bans. You can't smoke anywhere inside except right. for your lounge here and outside. But we found a way to make make it work. These enormous cigar taxes that went from a nickel to forty cents, first cost for the sure. manufacturer. We found a way to make th- that 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 work. We want to cover all of our bases. We got the lawsuit. We got the legislation. We're going to deal with FDA. We're going to the lawsuit. Just for a second here, yeah. it was the first time ever in the history of the cigar industry that all three trade associations got together jointly. When we went through this S chip, this big cigar tax nine years ago, we were fighting each other because the uh, Mass market cigar guys <clears throat> wanted no cigar cap. The premium guys just wanted per stick, and everybody had the different formula. What, what, how that should least impact them. Yeah. This lawsuit, everybody is in it t- together. There's no guarantee of success, but more people we have under one tent, it just increased our odds of success. We know how it's going to shake out. The lawsuit. They got a judge in Washington D.C. who's neutral. Yeah, he's not pro tobacco, not pro health. We should know by the end of the year, our first part of 2017, what the lawsuit says, what, how it results. But my son Drew said, Dad, whatever's going to happen, it's going to continue on because whichever side lose, they're going to appeal. Mm-hmm. If Scar Industry loses, we're going to appeal. If FDA loses, they're going to appeal. There are three possible outcomes. We're going to win it all. A, B, we're going to lose it all. Or B, we're going to get, win some and lose some because there's eight or nine points on this lawsuit that yeah. we challenged. But it's, uh, as my son Drew said, Dad, we're only in the second inning of a nine-inning game, okay. a game that may go into extra innings. I said, son, that may be true, but such an ugly game. Dad, yeah. it is what it is. We have, we, uh, they want us to roll over and play dead. We aren't going anywhere. We're no. going to fight like the Dickens. We're going to scratch and crawl. Good. And uh, with the help of our retailers, manufacturers, consumers, who hopefully will go to skyrights.org, contact this congressman. Like a basketball, it's like a full-court press. We have to cover all the, all the basketball players, cover all the possible possibilities are to bring us to resolution. This is our 121st year in business. My grandfather came to this country in 1888 with his four brothers, two sisters from Hungary in search of the American dream, became a cigar apprentice in 1890. When business formed himself in 1895, God, 120 years ago, God willing, we'll be in business for another 121 so. years. Yeah. The, uh, we lost the war, but the battle is not over. We're going to continue to fight on, and uh, that's it. 
That's it. That's it for the show. Uh, we're headed to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire next week. We haven't been there in quite a while. Uh, we'll light up the contenders of the Cigar of the Year pack. And we'll uh, tell you what we thought the best was out there. Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Cigars and Vodka will be there with us. And uh, it will be the first show post the FDA. 1A FDA. That's it. It's, everything changes now. So uh, until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing more in the past two hours, learn this. Just keep the lint end out of your mouth. And to our New York's finest and all law enforcement listening, stay safe. And to the Fuente family, we love you from the Newmans, from, from Two Guys Smoke Shop, the whole cigar community. God bless you. are up there with my father. Say hello to Dad for me. Here we go. Rest in peace. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's